your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, we've got a question here from Tanya, and her question is, uh, Hey Carson, my horse always wants to go into a buck when I try to go from a trot to a lope. Uh, what can I do to fix this? So Tanya, this is a really, really common question, and this one's pretty, pretty simple and straightforward. It works with every horse. Uh, we do it at clinics all the time with horses that where the owners, you know, say they have a tendency to do this. And the thing that you do for that is getting your horse to trot really, really fast on, you know, pretty loose rein and then getting him to trot a little bit faster and then a little bit faster and then a little bit faster. And, uh, at some point that horse is going to think, well, I can't trot any faster. I guess I'll lope. And then he'll roll into a lope and then let him lope a few, you know, I don't know, 30 feet or something. And then just start gearing him back down to a trot, rinse and repeat. Uh, now this is assuming that, you know, it's not like a saddle fit issue or something like that, but, uh, it works really, 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 really well. Now, a lot of times when we talk about this, people say, uh, you know, I have to work so hard to get my horse to trot fast. Uh, he's really heavy or lazy. And if that is the case, then what you would want to do is uh, the part to where you kind of go from one ounce to 20 pounds. So uh, in the for those of you that don't know, the Buckaroo Crew is a website with all these training videos on it. Uh, it's buckaroocrew.com and you can search different uh, problems you're having and things like that. But anyways, on the Buckaroo Crew, there's a virtual clinic where we go around the country working with different people and their horses and we got a lot of footage and put it all together for like a, like a three hour uh, clinic movie. But one of the videos in that clinic is how to create lightness. Now, in this particular example, we're using it to take a horse that, I mean, he kind of lunged okay, but we used him as a demo to show how you would get that horse to where all you had to do was raise your, let's say all you had to do is raise your left arm and the horse would just turn off to his right and begin lunging at a walk. And the, uh, throughout that video, what, what we're doing there is, is we're barely, we're kind of holding our arm out there and giving him a second or two. And then with our other arm, we have a flag there. And after a second or two, if he doesn't at least, you know, take one or two steps that direction, we come in and we start flagging, uh, like his neck shoulder area until he kind of steps over in his front end a little bit. And then we just rinse and repeat. And after several of those, he gets it to where when I raise my arm up, he just turns and walks off and begins lunging at a walk. And then we go into talking about how, uh, you know, the key to getting a horse light is to learn how to stay away from the gray pressure areas. You either want to be white or black, white being, you know, a very light, subtle cue. And this is with every single thing. 
uh, flagging, asking one to stop, back up, uh, turn left, you know, any of that. You always ask with a really, really, you know, light, light cue. And then you give him a second or two to respond. And then if he doesn't, you kind of come in there with the mindset of, okay, you missed it. I'll kind of get big here and, you know, use more pressure and show you what I meant. And then the instant he starts to respond with that heavier pressure, you give a full release. And then you repeat that several times. And then here's the key. The horse starts to figure out how to get it done before you have a chance to get heavy. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes people make, uh, let's take, let's go back to the original question. You know, maybe the horse is really heavy to a leg. Uh, so they say, yeah, I'm always having to kick him, kick him, kick him. But what you, what you have to do to do that or to get this working right is as you're riding him, imagine you're walking on your horse, right? And then let's say you want him to go into a trot. So you might, you know, push your hand forward an inch or two and uh come up off of your butt just you know a little teeny tiny bit and you'll do all this simultaneously and then just give them a light little bitty bump or a little squeeze with the heel and don't hold just kind of you know just do it for a second and then if he doesn't roll right up into a trot then you immediately come in with real heavy kicking or like if you have a uh, like leather split range, you can have your rein kind of ready. And I'm not talking about, you know, doing it hard, but you can reach back there with your rein and spank him on his hip and he'll jump forward. Then you rinse and repeat several times. And usually about the seventh or eighth time, when you barely touch him with your heels, he knows what's coming next if he doesn't respond. So he tries to beat you to it. See, you want him to win, and he wins by figuring out how to keep you from getting heavy on him. Uh, so you would get that going. Okay, now let's say that uh, let's say that you've got him going really good, and he's you know light to a leg like he should be, and he's freed up in his feet like he should be. Uh, the probably the two best things you could do for a horse is trotting really fast on a loose rein. And doing a whole bunch of transitions where you walk him for 10 feet, trot him for 10 feet, walk him really slow for 10 feet, stop, back up a few steps, and then go from a backup directly into a walk, and then stand still, and then from a standstill, try to jump him right up into like a medium trot, and then a few seconds after that, extend it out to a full trot. And then from there, bring it back down. And then from there, go from like a medium trot and see if you can get him to kind of skip the long trot and kind of jump right into a lope. So doing these transitions really, really gets a horse to where he really knows the speed you want him to go. And as long as you're riding with your body at the speed that you're asking the horse to go with the bit, before real long, he gets to where... He gets less uh, dependent on the reins because you've taught him how to stay with you in your seat. A lot of times people will say, uh, yeah, I, um, I had all the life in my body that I could muster really moving, but he just would not speed up. Well, see, the thing you have to understand about that is you teach them that. You liven up in your body just a little bit, wiggle your feet a little bit, and then you kick really hard. And you continue kicking hard until he doesn't have to speed up big. But, you know, until you feel him speed up even the slightest, tiniest bit, you could give him a full release right there. 
and then you'd rinse and repeat after a few times you'd say okay now instead of walking faster i'm going to keep kicking until you jump into a trot and then give them a full release and you have to really be disciplined to you know the the instant that he goes into a trot you have to turn everything off and just kind of post your trot or whatever and go with him uh a really good analogy for this situation is you imagine somebody lunging a horse trying to get him to maintain a walk and they're just constantly waving the flag and smooching and you know having to be really really driving to get him to continue walking or trotting around on the lunge so then you say well hey try not to have pressure on him when he's uh when he's walking and they say well the second i stop he stops okay well the thing you would do there is is right when he was coming in there to stop you would go really really big and then the instant he started to move you would completely freeze now right when you froze yeah he might walk maybe half a step and then come in there to stop again but you're going to be ready when you see him coming in there to try to stop you jump right in there with really big pressure the instant he goes you leave him completely alone and very very quickly you've taken a horse that you had to really work to get him to go now he goes completely you know more or less on his own so you have to be really disciplined with yourself to be ready to give them that release and be ready for their, you know, there only to be a second, maybe two before you need to jump back in there with the pressure and then jump back out and then jump back in. But until somebody gets good at that, they're going to struggle with having a horse that's heavy or doesn't, you know, maintain a walk when they're trying to do something or, you know, anything like that. Uh, and, Remember to also uh, do the fencing with him and make sure that he's totally chill about you climbing up and down the fence. Uh, You know, he should stand still to be mounted. This isn't, this is definitely not an every time kind of thing, but uh, when a horse is not able to stand still to be mounted, usually it's because they've got, you know, they're not completely relaxed. So, when you see a horse that doesn't do very good at standing still to be mounted, well, you can almost assume, okay, well, this horse's mind is not relaxed. It's not in a state of neutrality. So you can almost expect other weird things like going around with a high head, being tense, being spooky. It's all interconnected. But if you get his mentality right to where he no longer feels the need to move around as he's being mounted, well, now he's more calm, more relaxed, and that's going to transfer into doing your upward transition. And, you know, kind of the next step after after you would get all this stuff going is you might start to work on, uh, like, trot departures, meaning you go from, like, backing up, and then you kind of jump him right into a trot. And then pretty quick after that, you're working on canter departures, where you get him walking and you pick up the reins just a little bit, kind of drive him up into the hand. And then all in one motion, you just push your hand forward a little bit, maybe smooch, squeeze a little bit, and then he'll just softly roll right into a lope. So you can, you know, you can take it as far as you want, but, uh, and we do, we do, I think pretty much everything I just mentioned, we do in the virtual clinic. So you know, anytime you guys want to see visuals of anything we're talking about in these podcasts, uh, 
just go to buckroocrew.com and then go down and uh, pretty much all of it would be in the virtual clinic. So you could just kind of breeze through there and see all of these examples uh, in action. Uh, all right. So as a quick recap, uh, just trot really, 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 really fast. And when he's trotting as fast as you think he can, don't ask him to lope. Just kind of use a little more leg and liven up your body and ask him to trot a little faster. And the reason this works so good is because instead of trying to kick the horse up into a lope, you're just setting it up to where it's his idea to lope. Remember, you're trying to make him say, well, gee, I can't trot any faster. I guess I'll lope. And that's kind of where the, uh, that's kind of where the magic is. Uh, all right, Tanya, I hope that helps you out and, uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. We will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James podcast, real simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 